We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're talking about confession and faith because, you see, it makes a difference when you understand faith and confession. Now, you've got people all the time that are running off the ditch on the right-hand side of the road. You've got some running off the ditch on the left-hand side of the road. But you see, the reason we're staying so long on this series and dealing with these things is because we want you to get a hold of this and understand it. Because when you understand it, you can apply it better in your lives. Now, I want you to open your Bibles with me to the 13th chapter of Matthew. And I'm going to share with you in this session seven reasons why the confession of God's Word works for you why it should be done, why you should confess and speak in agreement with the Word of God. See, sometimes people say, well, now I tell you, this is just too mechanical. You're just trying to force God into something. No, it's God's principles of faith and confession. Confession is a way to possession, and you need to know that. It's not the only way, but it is one of the ways, and it is a Bible way. Now, I want to read you, first of all, in the 13th chapter of Matthew, beginning at verse 18, says, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he that receives seed by the wayside. Now, of course, you recognize this immediately as being the parable of the sower. But I want you to listen to what Jesus said about it. See, sometimes we read the account in Mark. Now, Mark's account's a little different than this account, see. Mark says, when the seed is sown in the heart, then comes Satan immediately to take away the word that was sown in the heart. Well, if you read that account, don't read this account, you would think that, well, you know, Satan can just steal the word anytime he wants to, but he can't. Here it says, He that heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not. Now that's the reason it's easy for Satan to steal the word from some people, because they didn't understand it. Now if you give diligence to the word of God, and to understand God's word, Satan can't steal it from you. Can't be taken from you. In fact, Jesus said this to Mary when Martha was concerned about Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, hearing the word, and Jesus said, you're cumbered about many things, but said she has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So Jesus said there that the word that she was receiving wouldn't be taken away from her, and it was because she would understand it when Jesus taught it. So that's why teaching is important. That's why we're doing so much teaching on faith and confession. Now, in this parable, in fact, we dealt with this in the last session over in verse 26 of Mark, the fourth chapter, where it says, So is the kingdom of God as if a man cast seed into the ground. Now, number one, under why the confession of God's word works for you, is because it is sowing seeds in the kingdom. You're sowing seed in the heart or in the kingdom of God. And that's what that scripture essentially says in verse 26. So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and he should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, and he doesn't know how. 
Now see, it's not necessary that you completely understand God's method. This is a principle of God. But if you just have faith to do it, and be obedient to God's Word, and do what He said to do, hold fast to your confession of faith, do what the Word of God says to do, then it'll work for you. But it helps when you can understand it. Because we just read a scripture here where it says that when he heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh Satan, or the wicked one, and taketh away the word that was sown in his heart. So you need to take notes, you need to study these things and meditate on them, because the more understanding you get of the word of God, the harder it is for Satan to steal it from you. Now there's sometimes that people grasp the word. In fact, this is in the parable of the sower. They hear it and receive it with gladness. But when affliction and persecution comes because of the word, immediately they're offended. Now, the problem was that they didn't really understand it. You have people that think, well, it's going to happen just because I say it. No, it won't happen just because you say it. But yet, saying it is involved in causing it to happen. Now, I'm going to say that again because I want you to get it. It won't happen just because you confess something. It won't happen just because you say some things. But saying it is involved in causing it to come to pass. You have to mix faith with God's Word. So sowing in the kingdom is the number one reason I would say that confession of God's Word works for you. You're sowing seed. See, it says as if a man should cast the seed into the ground. It's not God doing it. It's the individual that does it. Now, the seed is the word of God. That's established here in this parable. See, the sower soweth the word of God. The sower soweth words. Now, it could be even, and we've mentioned this some of the other sessions, it could even be words that is not exactly God's word, but speak in line with the word of God. And then, of course, you could sow the devil's words in your heart if you spoke what the devil said. So it's important what you confess. And when we say confess, we're talking about agreeing with God's word when we say confess the word of God, see. We're not talking about confessing sin when we say confess the word of God. We're talking about confessing what God said about the situation. And we need to realize that this is important because God said it and it's an established truth. But you see, we have to agree with that. Add our faith to it and speak it. So sowing in the kingdom, that's what we're doing with the Word of God. We're taking the promise of God, which is what God has given us, and we speak it, and we speak it, and we speak it, and it becomes a seed that is sown in the heart. Now that's where faith works. Faith works in the heart. Faith won't work in the head. Now see, in the last session we got to talking about the relation of the heart of the unit on this building out here that's designed to to cool and to heat this building, see, and control the temperature in it. Now, that unit by itself is designed to do that one thing, and that is whatever the thermostat says to that unit is what that unit will do, whether you set it on heat or cold. It obeys that thermostat. Now, we liken the thermostat on that unit to the head, you see. The Bible says, faith is the substance of things. It is the substance of things hoped for. Well, we hope for the things God has given us, don't we? 
That's what we should hope for, what God has given us. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So since faith is a substance of those things, of things hoped for, hope is important, even though it has no substance, you see. There's no substance in hope. There's nothing in hope to cause it to come to pass, but it is very important because it is a goal setter. Now, we dealt with this, but the thing I wanted to bring out in this session was that that thermostat on the wall could not heat or cool this building by itself. It's impossible to. Now, that's why you need to learn this, and when you go out teaching it, you need to teach it this way so people can understand that it's not the saying it that causes it to come to pass. That's not the whole working of it. It's not an end in itself. But saying it and speaking it is involved in causing it to come to pass because the saying it and speaking it is setting the goal. Hope is a goal setter. Now, without a goal, how would you know when you got there? I mean, if you had no goal set, how would you know when you attained to it? And what route would you take to get there? How long would it take you to get there if you didn't know where you was going? <laughs> so hope's a goal setter. Now, that thermostat on the wall is a goal setter. The heart of that unit won't work without it. Even though it's designed to heat and cool this building, it won't work without it. You have to set a goal. The head is the goal setter. The carnal mind or our speaking and saying. See, that's why I said faith works in the heart. It won't work in your head. Now, there's some people trying to get faith to work out of the head. It'll give you a headache, <laughs> quite frankly, because it was not designed. The carnal mind was not designed to operate in the laws of God. Now, Paul has something to say about this, and I'll give you the scripture for it. In Romans 8, chapter, where he said the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Now, the law he's referring to is the law of faith. That's the law he's referring to. Your head won't operate in that law because it wasn't designed to do that. You see, the head, your head is a goal setter. You think with it and you speak some things. What you speak is a product of what you've thought and meditated on. So you see, that's why I say that the thermostat on the wall is a goal setter. It's like your head. It's just a goal setter. And just because you say something doesn't mean it's going to happen. But many of these things would never happen unless saying was involved in it because that's setting the goal. Now, we related it to the fact that a farmer, when he plants a seed, that seed is his goal, isn't it? I mean, that's what he's after, is more seeds just like that one. Then that becomes the goal. So the thing you're saying, whether you're speaking faith about your finances or about your physical body, you're setting a goal for the heart of the unit, which is the spirit man down here. And it will bring forth that and cause it to come into manifestation. But like I said, it won't happen just because you say it. But yet, saying it is involved in working it. I trust we've covered that. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week, we have a book and CD offer, number 7515. It's entitled, Hope, a Partner to Faith. It's a mini book. And then, Faith as a Seed, a single CD. For $10 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $13. Hope is a partner to faith. Somebody said, well, I'm just hoping and praying. 
Well, you're wasting your time if you don't have faith mixed with hope. Because, you see, the Word of God says faith is the substance of things hoped for. So what is it we hope for? We hope for what God has given us in His Word, the promises of God. We hope for them to be manifest in our life. But hope won't bring them to us. Hope keeps it in the future until faith is present. And when the prayer of faith is prayed, then it brings the future into the now and the power of God and the anointing of God to bring the manifestation in our life. Then the single CD entitled Faith as a Seed What does it mean to have faith as a seed? If you had faith as a seed, Jesus said, you would say to this sycamine tree, be plucked up by the root, be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. The Greek says it would obey you. You would say, and it would obey you. That is, if you had faith as a seed. Faith that it is done in Jesus' name because of the authority of the Word and our faith in the Word of God. Hope is found in the Word of God. The Bible said that when there was no hope, Abraham believed in hope. Well, how did he believe in hope when there wasn't any? He went to the Word of God and got him some hope. God said, I have made you the father of many nations. And as he confessed what God said about him, it brought the manifestation of it. He had had the promise 24 years and no manifestation of it. But when he began to mix faith with the hope, then the promised child was born. Offer number 7515 for a total of $13. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps, reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.